Welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Hey guys, when we are motivated to lose weight, we are hungry for solutions, right? And oftentimes we turn to the internet, the news, magazines, friends, and books, or something like that to help us choose the best plan. My question for you today is, how do you choose a weight loss method? Because usually we're asking questions like, what will help me eat the right foods? Or what are the right foods to eat? What will burn the most calories? What's the quickest way to lose weight? And all these questions ignore something massively important. And it's the one thing that nobody is asking and is the single reason why the weight never stays off. So today, we're going to talk about what this question is and how to choose the best weight loss method for your body that will create long-term weight loss results. But before we dive into that, I want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you, and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. Also, send any questions or topic ideas to info at totalbodyhealthsolutions.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at totalbodyhealthsolutions. All right, so let's talk about this. When we are deciding what we want to do for our weight loss, so we wake up and we're like, this is it. I no longer want to deal with this eating stuff. I no longer want to deal with this excess weight. I don't want to see this figure in the mirror anymore. I know there's a better body out there for me. And I want to take control of this. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel like I'm an accomplished, uh, I can accomplish this task and it's not going to plague me for the rest of my life. And I'm going to freaking do this. And then we either do something we've done before or we go out and start searching for alternate options or what's the newest thing or what's the next research showing us. Or we start asking people who have lost weight what they're doing. And we get really inquisitive about, okay, what's the next best thing for me to do to really fix this problem? And most people, I assume, when they're looking for these answers, they're not just asking, how do I get the weight off for three months, right? It's how do I fix this problem? How do I live a life where I don't have to worry about weight or food or exercise and I just am healthy and I eat the foods that make me feel good in the amount that feels good and I move in the amount that feels good and my weight is what feels best to me. And I think, I hope actually that that's the ultimate goal that we're all looking for, not just how can I you know, get a six pack and, and have a six pack for three months so that I can rock a bikini. Like if that's the goal, that's a completely different solution. And so that's why if you're a celebrity or you're having to look a certain way for a temporary period of time, that's one specific strategy. But when you really are truly looking for a long-term solution so that you don't have to battle this anymore, it's a different kind of question. However, most of the information out there is really geared towards people who are looking for temporary solutions. For example, something like keto that puts the body into ketosis, nobody's body is meant to be in ketosis for the rest of their life. I mean, maybe keto people would argue with me on that, but that's a pretty tough argument. So 
these are temporary solutions, even in their design. And even the people that say, well, you're going to do a modified version of this once you get to maintenance, it still requires you to effort something for the rest of your life, even if it's a modified version of what you did initially. And that is going to eventually get old. And for some people, it gets old really fast. And so that leaves them right back to where they started or worse. So what I want you to start thinking about this question that we want to ask ourselves when we're choosing what we want to do to live our best lives, what we want to do to have the healthiest, happiest bodies and lives where we can be normal around food and normal around movement and really just effortlessly maintain our ideal body. The question is, what does my body need? When we ask this question, what does my body need? It completely changes the solution because most of the time we're looking to challenge our brain. So we do all sorts of weight loss, dieting, crazy things because we think our brain needs to be wrangled in because if you go on a juice cleanse and you're not eating solid foods, let's just say for three days, you're going to notice very quickly that the body is screaming at you to eat solid foods. Like probably, I, I, I've never done one because I couldn't even make it on low calorie food, let alone no food. But I would assume that very early on in the day, your body's going to start asking you for food. We interpret this as a weakness. Our brain is so weak that it can't even handle going six hours, eight hours, 10 hours, whatever, without eating. And we think that's a weakness. Like, man, that's pretty pathetic. How come I can't even go a day without eating food? Like, this is nuts. Like, this is a cleanse. I should be able to just do it. What's the big deal? I should have willpower that just because there's food around me, my brain shouldn't be so weak-willed that it can't Just say, no, thank you for one freaking day or two days or three days. This shouldn't be that hard. And so we think that we're really doing ourselves a favor by strengthening this willpower. And, you know, we need to really challenge our brain to be able to not want to eat food when it's there. We need to challenge ourselves to not be so weak when there's sweets. We need to challenge ourselves. And so we, we choose all these things that challenge, we think, our brain so that we become stronger around weight and food and exercise and these kinds of things. But what we're misunderstanding here is, first of all, if you want to challenge your brain, go read a complicated book or go learn a new skill. Um, These are the challenges that the brain needs. The brain does not need to be challenged in a way that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Because what you're really challenging is your body. When you starve yourself, you're not challenging your brain. Your body is, t- is telling you, I need food. And even though you're like, body, you're fine. You can go a day without food. The body doesn't see any reason that it would ever not go without food unless it couldn't have food. Like you're on a deserted island or there is no food available. It doesn't know you're voluntarily choosing not to feed it. It just says, why the heck aren't we eating? Like, that's what we do to stay alive. We have to eat. And the only reason we wouldn't be eating is because there's some type of crazy, stressful survival situation in which which sense it's going to send extreme signals very early 
solve this problem. We're on it. We have no food. We need to get food. Look, I see food right there. Go get that food. <laughs> like that's essentially what the body's going to do. It doesn't need to be challenged in a way to where it learns how to not want food for a while. So this is not building a skill in the way that you think it does. In fact, this does not build up willpower. It weakens willpower because the more you go without eating or feeding yourself proper whatever your body wants, the more it's going to bark at you. So that's a big problem, let alone it's not what the body wants ever. The body doesn't ever want to be starved. The body doesn't ever want to be put into ketosis. The body doesn't ever want these things. That's not what it's asking for. And I think if the body could communicate with us when we are like, okay, body, you know, we're not our healthiest selves. We could, we could do better. We could be better. And the body's like, cool, she's on board. Let's do this. And you're like, all right. So what we're going to do is we're not going to eat for three days. And the body's like, you know, are you kidding me? Like, that is so not what I'm trying to get you to do right now. I'm trying to get you to, to come to me and ask what I need. And instead, you're doing the exact opposite of what I need. I need proper nutrition. Yes. I need the right amounts of self-care. I need creativity. I need fun. I need movement in the amount that makes sense to me and in the way that makes sense to me, which means you might want to go for a run, but I need a walk. Like, or the opposite. You might want to walk and I need to run. And Though if the body could directly write you a letter or an email, it's not going to ask you to do 99% of the things that we are choosing to do for weight loss because we're asking the wrong question. We're asking things like, how do I get this weight off and how do I get myself to have stronger willpower and how do I challenge myself to be stronger around food? Instead, we need to be asking, what does my body need? And when we ask that question and we fulfill what our body needs and we allow that body to thrive and function optimally, it's a long-term solution. There's nothing temporary about it. The body finally gets its needs met. You finally learn how to communicate with your body in the way that there's a free-flowing conversation happening where it knows you're not going to starve it, you're not going to abuse it, you're not going to do anything extreme. It understands that balance is going to be the norm, and it calms down and does its job, and you go and do your job, and the brain can stay out of the things that it has no business being involved in. The brain doesn't need to really be part of this. It just doesn't. It's, it's a you and a body thing. It's not a you and a brain thing. Uh, intellectually thinking or analyzing your way out of this is never going to work. In fact, it makes it worse because it takes you out of your body. The more you're in your head, the less you're in your body. And that's the big challenge. The body's trying to bring you back to it. It's trying to get you to turn inward and get into the feelings of what's going on, not to get in your head and start trying to analyze your way out of this puzzle. So, the answer is really embodiment. And I know that I say that pretty much every time, but I can't stress this enough. I was just listening to one of my favorite radio shows and they were talking about this juice cleanse that they're on. And, oh, I can't believe how you know pathetic I am. I mean, I can't even make it one day without thinking about food and they're like, oh, one of them said I caved in, I ate, I had too much stuff going on, I couldn't go that long without eating. And other people are like, oh, it's all about, you know, day one, day one so hard, and then day two, you're so much better and you have energy. And we all think this is a positive way of training ourselves to 
be better around food, but in the long term, it makes everything worse, which is exactly why when people know they're going on a juice cleanse, what do they do right before it? They eat a bunch of junk food, right? It's like, I'm going on a juice cleanse. I got to, you know, load up on all the foods. I'm not going to be able to eat for three days or however many days you do it. And this is not what the body needs. When the body is uh, wanting to have more of your attention, if the body is communicating through excess weight, weight gain, dysfunctional eating, disordered eating, uh, digestive issues, slow metabolism, however it's communicating that it needs your attention. Eat physical pain is a way that it communicates it needs your attention. All of these things where it's trying to get you to say, hey, what do you need? It's never asking for a juice cleanse. It's not like, you know what would solve all of my problems in here is if you just stopped feeding me. And I know we think, well, let's gives, that gives our digestion a break, right? If we stop giving it solid foods, it gives our digestion a break. But the problem is, is it's extreme. So even if you thought your digestive system needed a break, then potentially swap out one meal for a juice, and then it's getting a huge break. Or better yet, don't swap out any meals and just start practicing mindful and intuitive eating so that you just eat the amount of foods that it needs, no more, no less, and then there is no stress on the digestive system. The only times we're going to stress the digestive system is if we're eating a bunch of food the body doesn't want. And so the way that we get ourselves to only eat the food our body wants is not by starving the body. That makes it worse because restriction equals binging. So even if we did think, well, my digestive system has way too much stress on it from too much food, this is not the solution. We always want to go to these extremes. When documentaries came out about all the problems with meat, everybody became a vegan. If you want to become a vegan, that's fine. But what about if you just ate a little less meat? Or I know for me, I just switched in my brain. Instead of making the meat the focus of the meal, I now look at the vegetable as the focus of the meal because I really don't like meat that much anyway. But the answer wasn't cut out all meat. I did cut out low quality meat, but I had been doing that for a while because it just doesn't taste as good, to be honest. And I don't really want to contribute to that part of the world that's putting out low quality meat. But cutting out all meat, just because some documentaries came out about what's going on in the meat part of our food, is not the solution. Unless you just want to be a vegan, which is fine. When the gluten stuff came out, everybody just stopped eating gluten. Well, what if you just ate a little less gluten because maybe you're putting too much gluten that your body can tolerate. For me, there's there's levels of dairy that I can handle. And when I surpass that level of dairy, there's problems. I don't need to cut out all dairy. I just need to cut out to a certain point when my body says that's enough. Your body's going to be able to communicate to you what is enough of everything. So you might find that it doesn't tolerate meat at all. And so if that's the case, then that's what is the case for you. But there's probably a threshold for everything. There's probably a threshold for sugar, for meat, for dairy, for gluten, everything. There's not going to be very many people who need none of something, unless you have an extreme allergy, obviously. But usually it's everybody has, it's it's like a dial. 
you're dialing in, okay, that's about how much dairy feels good, and then if you just go a little over, that doesn't feel good. That's about how much meat feels good, and then if I go over it, it's not good. Or that's how much fat I can handle in one day, or carbs I can handle in one day, and when I surpass that, it doesn't feel good. Everybody has this dial, and the body is so happy to communicate with you what that is when you're willing to get inquisitive and get inside as opposed to go outside of you and start searching for those answers out in the world. So the answer here is to ask the body what it needs. And that's something I do regularly and periodically throughout the day. But it's especially what I do when something is extreme. So when I have a sickness or an illness or it's something dysregulated in the body and it's like, what's going on in their body? What do you need from me? Um, and it'll tell me I need rest. I need fun. I need more of, of your attention and presence. Like it gives you signals and that doesn't happen right at first because when we disconnect from the body, it takes a while. It's like, it's like a bad friendship, right? Where you let the friendship kind of go sour and then you want to get back into a positive friendship. And so there's got to be communication. There's got to be openness. There's got to be presence. And, you know, some apologizing. I'm sorry that I wasn't present with you. I'm sorry that I did this, this, and this to you. And I really would like to rebuild this connection and friendship and really work together to support one another. And that's really all that it takes. And then it's just obeying. When the body says it wants something, it's not about looking to see if you have enough calories for that. It's not looking to see if that's healthy enough. It's not looking to see if that's allowed on the diet. It's just when the body asks for something, you give it. For example, if you decided that you wanted to go on a juice cleanse because you thought that was what your body wanted, and you start, and by 10 o'clock, your body's screaming at you for food, you have to feed it. That's your body. That is not your weak brain. That's your body saying, please feed me. It is not a weakness. It's your body saying, that's not what I wanted. Why are you doing this? <laughs> this is so opposite of what I wanted. So please listen to your body. When it says it's thirsty, give it some water. When it says it wants to connect with someone or it wants a break or it wants to go outside or it wants some movement, give it that. When it says it's overwhelmed or stressed, breathe. It's telling you what it needs all the time. We're so used to disobeying it, to distrusting it, to overriding it, that it becomes a toxic relationship. But please take away from today's episode that your brain is not weak when you're trying to do these weight loss methods and it's hard for you. It's not a willpower problem. It's your body communicating that it's not what it wants. And if you really think about this from a healing perspective, what does my body need to heal? Because weight loss is a healing process. It's never going to ask for these things that make you feel bad. That doesn't make any logical sense. How is that going to help you heal? How is that going to help the body function better? And yes, I understand that we have all this nutrition information and fitness information that tells us this is good for the body and this is bad for the body. And so it's really easy just to take those at surface level and accept them as truth. But if it's in an extreme, I guarantee it's not true for your body. Unless, like I said, you have an extreme reaction, like an allergy. So otherwise, you probably need to find your ideal version of whatever that nutrition and fitness information is saying. But if it says 
none of this or all of that, I would be very cautious with that information. So to repeat, the question you're asking yourself is, what does my body need? And when you can answer that question and support your body and listen to your body and give it what it wants and needs, I guarantee you will have the results you want in your body. If you want to dive deeper into this topic, I invite you to download our free report that discusses the three main weight roadblocks that keep women from losing weight no matter how hard they try. Just head to terminatethebinge.com and you'll find our free assessment to help you determine which of the three weight roadblocks you are dominant in with customized training to help you finally end your weight and food struggles permanently. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe.